What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Well, we've got Microwave Cat here, because <laughs> there's been a mutiny afoot. So I figured I'd set Microwave Cat up to look like he stole their little prized uh, catnip toy. Let's see if maybe one of them gets jealous and shows up or whatever. He's not too far behind me, but we're definitely being ignored, so. All right, let's read some tech support stories. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It hasn't worked for a while. So to start off, I'm the sole IT person on my campus for a manufacturing company because the company is based in another state. This story has three characters, the engineer that we will call E, the shop lead that we will call S, and me. So I get a call from engineer about PC not connecting to the network. He was told about this by S, who said it hasn't been working for a while. This PC has had network problems in the past because the built-in NIC had burned out on it, so I had connected a USB to Ethernet adapter to it. E, thinking this was the problem, asked me to take a look at it, and if the USB adapter had burned out to possibly replace it. So I filled out a ticket for him and grabbed new adapter, then head out to the shop floor to take a look. First thing I noticed was that the monitor was in sleep mode, so I walk up to it and give the mouse a quick shake. Nothing. I already had an idea for what the cause was, but it seemed pretty obvious that this wasn't an NIC problem. So I walk around to the back side of the workstation and take a look at the PC. Sure enough, the PC wasn't powered on. Oh dear. So I press the power button, the power LED lights up, and the PC boots into its PC, followed by immediately connecting to its virtual desktop. We use VMs for workstations. This tells me that there was nothing wrong with the PC or the NIC, but rather S never tried to power it back on. I tell E this, then close the ticket with the resolution as PC could not connect to network because PC was powered off. Pure genius. <laughs> so, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've known engineers who are so brilliant in their field. I mean, they, they can just make the most amazing things happen. But some of the most mundane daily stuff is what trips them up. It's, it's amazing. They're, you know, and not all engineers are like this. I mean, I would never make a blanket statement that, like that. I mean, that's like saying all fat bearded guys are morons. I mean, I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I get the job done. Oh, yeah. And for some of you that are new wondering why, you know, I'm all disheveled and full of drywall dust. Well, it's because I've been hanging and cutting drywall today. Uh, and I actually started taping. See? Or see? See? Yeah, right there. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny because sometimes the everyday stuff is what really screws everybody up. Even me. I'm not infallible. Right, microwave kitty? My funniest call so far in my two months of being a call center tech support agent at a bank. So I've been taking calls for a month or two now for on-the-job training, and we've gotten to the tech support part, which is our main line of business aside from customer service. Most of the problems are as you expect. Can't log into the website, can't reset the password, error messages when banking or they need a code from us. Well, this one call was quite special indeed. It lasted one minute plus a couple of seconds. He said he couldn't find the way to sign out. 
The sign out button is at the top right of the page, very hard to miss. After trying to point him to where the sign on button was, he says, oh, never mind, it's okay now. And I think, oh good, he found it. No, my friends, he signed out due to inactivity. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that'll fix it. It's kind of like when your car starts making funny noises and, uh, or when my car starts making funny noises and I just turn up the radio to ignore the issue. Eventually, that car is going to stop, whether I want it to or not. I guess that's what this guy did with his PC. Yeah, good times. Accused of breaking into my own office. First time posting. Edited to include breakdown of abbreviations used. NOC equals Network Operations Center. WISP equals Wireless Internet Service Provider. Background. I used to work in a knock for a WISP. <laughs> Use them both right off the bat. And we also fielded the user calls. I was a senior engineer, which was basically a glorified L1 engineer that took charge in manager's absence. Story time. It was a Sunday. I had started work nice and early and was the senior engineer on duty with two other junior engineers. An outage occurred in quite a large segment of out of network. So we were all hands on deck fielding calls for a two to 300 user segment of the network when I received a call from a user. Thank you for calling company name. You're speaking to Matthew. How can I assist? I say in my best telephone voice. She replies, my internet is off in a frustrated tone. At this moment, I realize the customer is upset and most likely affected by the outage we have. But due to process, I need to create a ticket and link user to the parent case for email and SMS updates on the ongoing issue. I kindly asked the user, no problem, ma'am. I just need to locate your account. Please, may I have the account holder's name and an email address or account ID? She then screams her physical address. Now, normally this is enough to locate an account, but we're tasked to confirm three or more details on the account to make sure that we're speaking to the user in question and to ensure that we're somewhat upholding a GDPR and not leaking information. I don't know what GDPR is. Good business practice of some sort, maybe? I don't know. I kindly repeat to the user, please, may I have the account holder's name or telephone number as well? She then proceeds to scream at me, you do not need this information. I've dealt with this tech support more times than I can count because my internet is so crap. At this moment, I give the customer the benefit of the doubt and understand internet problems are frustrating and ask of the user, please, ma'am, I require this information to confirm that I'm speaking to the account holder. User goes quiet for 10 seconds. There's an awkward silence. User, you don't work for a company name, do you? Shocked by the question because who in their right mind would want to work in a call center during an outage? Excuse me, ma'am? I reply confused. You're a thief. You've broken into the office and are stealing customers' info. <laughs> I cut the call mid-sentence. I look at my juniors who are both staring at me and say, I'm not paid enough to deal with that. Customer proceeded to call over and over, but I spent the next two hours dropping her call every time I saw it in the call queue. I let my boss know to check the call recordings. I get a laughing emoji in response. <laughs> Six days later, I find 16 customer service complaints logged against me that no one in management or customer service team told me about. I listened to the voicemails attached to the tickets. Hello? There's someone in your office stealing people's information. I'm worried about your staff's safety. He kept asking me for my information, and when I asked him why he needed this information, he told me it's because it's what I want, and when I asked him if he truly works for company name, he said no he doesn't and told me to F off. Please, I'm worried about your staff's safety, and also my internet is off. I must have listened to this voice recording a hundred times, and was declared the data thief of the office. 
I've never dealt with a more delusional customer before. I asked the higher-ups if they terminated her contract like they have in the past for abusing staff on the phone. They neither confirmed or denied that they had, but we've never heard from them since. Don't let customers treat you like trash. Agreed. I don't care if they are a mental patient in distress, you're still not going to talk to me like I'm a piece of garbage. I'll take your crazy ass right to the ground if I'm standing in front of you. I'll do it verbally if we're on the phone. I can do it by email too. But yeah, crazy doesn't mean I need to take abuse. <clears throat> don't hate the data, hate the game. I don't post a lot of tales, but after a conversation with a coworker, she suggested that I must share this tale. Picture it. It's 2010. I'm a network admin at a financial institution. We were looking to move to VOIP from an old, and I mean old, PBX system. I had some VOIP experience, so guess who they asked from IT to get this started? Easy guess. <laughs> Me. We went through a few vendors and a few demos, and after a couple months and a little coaxing, we went with the Cisco solution. Fast forward, we implement the solution, and after a few late nights and long days, all is well. I maintain the system on the network side, and since I have previous experience with VOIP, I learn as much as I can when it comes to CUCM and UCCX. Keep UCCX in mind. Over the years, I take various training classes and overall become pretty proficient in all things CUCM and UCCX. I also develop some pretty good contacts that I can lean on within Cisco for help with anything I may need some assistance on. Keep in mind, these contacts are outside of Cisco TAC. Fast forward a few years and a new VP of the department the contact center is in is assigned to head up the department. He goes over some of the reporting and does not like the number. I just heard this via hearsay. My thinking is, I guess some changes may need to be made personnel-wise to achieve the numbers you want. Mind you, I just said this in my head. I never expressed this to anyone out loud. It was just a thought. A couple weeks go by and I get a call asking to attend a meeting later that day. No big deal. I get to the conference room and it's the VP of the contact center and the contact center supervisors. We all exchange pleasantries and they get to the meat of why they asked me here. VP, we've been looking at these reporting numbers and we don't think that they're right. Me, what do you think is off with the numbers? VP, call center supervisor number one. Can you explain further? Call center supervisor number one. These numbers are all off. We think some of these people had to be taking more calls than this. Something must be wrong with the system. Me. Let me know exactly what report you're running and I'll look into it. They sent me the name of the report and off I go into report land. The land of pulling numbers from a database and checking on its accuracy. After a couple days of troubleshooting, I'm really not seeing anything wrong. I note my findings via email and don't hear anything back. I'm thinking the matter is closed, but little do I know, in an executive meeting it's being told that the numbers are way off and Long Island is wrong and doesn't have a clue. The system is wrong. Now I had no problem being wrong, but in this case the data is the data. Just because you don't like what's in the report doesn't mean I or the report is wrong. Time to step this up a notch. I decided to get on the phone with a few of my contacts at Cisco. I sent them over the reports and we performed a quick WebEx and determined the reports were indeed legit and made sure I had their verification in email. I scheduled a meeting with the Cisco contacts, contact center VP, supervisors and my VP to go over the findings and the meeting sort of went like this. After exchanging introductions, Cisco contact. So heard you're having some issues with numbers generated on this particular report. Contact center VP. Yeah, these numbers are way off. They can't be right. We think there's an issue with the system. Cisco contact. Long Island and I went over the system and the numbers thoroughly, and I really don't see any issues. Usually in cases like this, the customer wants the numbers to reflect what they feel they should reflect.
The numbers pulled from the database are just that. They can't be manipulated in any way. Usually when they don't produce the results you want, that's a personnel issue, not a data issue. We do have a few consultants that can help you achieve the numbers you're trying to attain. If you like, I can reach out to them on your behalf. Silence. Me. I guess we'll have to take this offline. Thanks for your help, Cisco Contact. And that was that. It was hard to keep that shit-eating grin off my face, and my VP knew it. I never heard about any issues with UCCX reports again. The phone menu is a different matter, but that's for another time. I love it when a company runs reports and, you know, they think the reports are wrong. Well, it depends. How is the report set up? What's it looking for? What do you think those numbers should say? I mean, garbage in, garbage out, basically. The only way to change the data is to change the way the report's pulled or fix whatever the other problem is, which is giving you those numbers. So, eh. Still no cat. Sad. During a shift change. I'm just getting settled in for my day and my first tech support call of the day comes in. Me. Help desk, this is me. User. Hi, I locked my keys in my car. Silence for about 10 seconds. User. Hello? Me. Yes, I'm still here. Is there an issue with a computer you're having? User. No, I locked my keys in the car and can't leave. <laughs> me. I'm not sure what I can do. Did you want me to get you the number for AAA? User. Y'all used to come out with a Slim Jim and unlock our cars for us. Me. Ma'am, I've been here for five years and this is the first time I've heard of this happening. User. Can you call maintenance? They used to do this all the time. Me. I'm pretty sure they'd say the same thing. It's a liability issue. And if something happens to your car door, the company's liable for the damages. Here's their number. You can call them and talk to them. User just hangs up. About 30 minutes later, I follow up with maintenance. They said exactly what I said. They couldn't because of company liability. Apparently happened in the past and a door got screwed up. And we were brought to small claims court over it. Never again. Wonderful way to start the day. Ah, uh, the old adage of no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> you know, you try to do somebody a favor so they don't have to wait for AAA or if they don't have some kind of roadside service to pay for a locksmith to come out at a minimum of, depending on when this happened, $80, dollars $150. You know, I used to like doing extra stuff for fellow employees and bosses alike. I, it made me feel good. It made me feel, you know, I always felt useful, but it just, I don't know. I feel special. Mommy says I'm special, but there's always that liability issue because the minute you do something nice for somebody and things go a little off the rails, it's all your fault and you're going to pay instead of being grateful that they got into their car and eh, it's just a little scratch. No worries. Well, I guess depending on what model car it was, I have known people to uh, stretch the cable <laughs> that or not the cable. There's a the thin metal rod that went from the locking mechanism back to the door latch. And if you hit it with your Slim Jim wrong and, you know, really yank up on it, you bend that rod and it basically makes your door not latch right and it, it gets stupid. Usually it only costs a couple hundred bucks to have, you know, some mechanic take it apart or a body shop or the dealer is usually another $300 on top of that. But anyway, you've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.